Spirit of the living God. We ask that you give us ears that can hear, Lord God, tonight. And hearts that can understand your word. So we believe and live by your word. Spirit of God, we welcome your presence here. Spirit of God, you are the teacher. And we receive from you tonight. Our hearts are ready. We are willing. We will believe your word. We do believe your word. We will act on your word. And the blessings are ours in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. When I was newly saved... Thank you, David. When I was... (laughs) When I was newly saved... We talked a lot about heaven, and we should talk a lot about heaven. And uh, heaven to us was a beautiful place, and it's a beautiful place. Our songs reflected that. We sang about heaven. We sang, when we get to heaven, remember those songs? When we get to heaven, how great that day will be. Uh, we sang, no more sorrow there, no more sadness, no more pain, no more crying there. We shall see the king. And so we posted all of our fun in life to heaven. <laughs> we're waiting to get to heaven. It seems as if we were saying that on earth we are willing to suffer. We are willing to go through all of the troubles. And then when we get to heaven, uh, God will pay us for for all of the troubles we've gone through on the earth. Truly, heaven is a great place, and we should speak of heaven. And it's going to be a, a, a great, great things happening to us over there when we get to heaven. However, we're still living on the earth. And Jesus left, here, left us here on the earth. And we should have some heaven on earth. Because Jesus said, pray this way, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we need to have some heaven on earth. We're not willing to wait until we get there. We want to have some heaven on earth. And it is the will of the Father that we have some heaven on earth. And heaven on earth depends on the level of revelation that you get from the word the greater the revelation you receive from the spirit of god the greater the revelation that you receive from the lord the more heavenly your life will be on the earth amen as you hold on to that thought i want you to think about this The blood of Jesus is the answer of every satanic assault on our life. The blood of the Lord Jesus, and that's what I'll be talking about tonight. The blood of Jesus is the answer to every satanic assault upon our lives on the earth. The blood of Jesus is the answer to financial difficulties. The blood of Jesus is the answer. It is actually the life of God. If you understand this very well. The Bible tells us in, in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. The life of 
the flesh is in the blood. And God said, I have placed that blood on the altar to make atonement for your soul, to cover your soul, to bring you protection. So the life of Jesus or the blood of Jesus is the answer to every satanic assault, to every sickness, to every disease, to everything that will cause us sadness. The blood of Jesus is the answer. The blood of Jesus exempts us from every satanic assault. So we are people of the blood. We are in a covenant. The blood of Jesus reminds us that we are truly in covenant with God. And we are covenant people. We must always remember that. We must also recognize that there are seasons on the earth. While in the northern hemisphere, we might be experiencing summer. Down in the southern hemisphere, they are experiencing winter. You must recognize what season you are in, in life. And regardless of what season you are in, you must remember that the blood is still speaking better things on your behalf. The word of God tells us that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Now, the blood of Abel spoke after Abel died. The blood, the, God said the blood of, the voice of your blood, or your brother's blood cried out from the earth, from the ground, and God responded. And the Bible uh, tells us that the blood of Jesus speaks better things. And so when God speaks, it happens. So the blood of Jesus is still speaking for us today. It is the blood of Jesus that's with us through whatever season that we are in. Now remember the, uh, the children of Israel. When they got into Egypt, it was spring. It was summer. Joseph was in Egypt. The king recognized Joseph. Joseph was ruling. So everything was good for them at that time. But then another time came, they went into another season, a season of winter, if you will have it, and things had changed. Joseph was no longer there, and now they had a king that did not know Joseph. And so sometimes God will allow us to go into a season of winter. The reason for that is not because you've done something wrong. It's not because something is wrong with you. The, what is really happening is God is taking you from the season that you were in and now is taking you into another season. And it seems like the season that you were in before is drying out and you are in winter. And God is trying to do something new. And that's what the children of Israel experienced. Things were difficult for them. So if you're going through difficulty, it doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. It's God is about to bring you into a new season. It was time for them to leave Egypt to go into their promised land. But before that, they have to go through winter. And so God allowed that. And so he sent his servant, Moses, to bring them out of Egypt. It was a difficult time, but this is what happens, and Christians must always remember this. Sometimes it is darkest 
in our lives before daybreak. And many Christians don't recognize that. When God begins to bring deliverance into your life, it seems as if instead of something, the, the thing going north, it seems like it's going south. And most Christians will quit at that point. They don't, they don't understand what God is doing. Remember the children of Israel about this time that God was about to take them into a new season in their lives. And God has sent his deliverer to them. The very first time that uh, Moses went before Pharaoh, what happened? You would think Pharaoh would listen. No, he made things even more difficult for them. He said, take away their straw from them. They are not busy enough. In other words, they don't have enough trouble. Now we're going to give them real trouble. And I love that story. If you read through the story, it's really great. And the children of Israel didn't understand it. They blamed Moses. If you hadn't said a thing, we wouldn't have gone to this, gotten into this situation that we've gotten into right now. They blamed Moses for it. And Moses cried out to God. And God said, you don't understand. Now I'm going to show something to Pharaoh. I'm going to deliver the people. There's something that God said in Exodus chapter 6. He said, I have heard the groaning of my people. And I'm down to deliver them. Every time a child of God who is in covenant with God, every time you have to groan about whatever is going on in your life, you get his attention. He remembers his covenant. You are a blood person. You have a covenant with God. And regardless of what's going on in your life, God sees what is going on, and it seems like it's not working. But in this case, once you start groaning under that pressure that the enemy is brought into your life, that groaning that you have coming from you gets his attention. And God said, I've heard their groanings, and I've remembered my covenant. We have a covenant. Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant. What I'm saying tonight is, when you are in winter in your life, and you're having to go through difficult times, and you think that God has forgotten you, that groaning that you're groaning under that pressure that you are in, is getting his attention more so than when things were okay with you. He's down in your life about to do a great work has to do with the blood of Jesus. Moses did some miracles in the land just to get them out. I like this story again, I'll say that. It's a great thing, and it's exactly what God does in our lives when he's about to bring us, bring us out of difficulties. Today in the United States, we are going through a difficult time, a financial time that is very, very difficult for most people. And the belief is everyone is going to go through this. I don't believe that. And I'll tell you why I don't. I'm sure that the miracles that God was doing in the land of Egypt affected everybody. But he was trying to get his people out, right? He did the first miracle. It, everybody suffered from it. When he turned the water to blood, everybody suffered from it. And then he brought frogs to the land. And the children of Israel suffered 
with the rest of them. Frogs. And then, but notice every time God does a miracle, the magicians will do the same. Right? And Pharaoh's heart will be hardened. And the people are thinking, where's the difference? Is God involved in this until when it came to the miracle of the lies? And the magicians could not do it. You remember what they said? This is the finger of God. Amen? Amen. When everyone becomes sure of the fact that God is involved in what's going on right now, then God begins to separate his people from the rest of them. You can read it. In Exodus chapter 8, God said to Moses, I am going to make a difference between my people and the people of Egypt. I'll give them flies. It'll punish them. They have difficulty with the flies, but my people will not experience that at all. But the greatest of all the miracles that God did was the miracle of the blood. That's what brought them out. We must never forget that. No matter what's going on, God is doing stuff in your life, great things happening in your life. The main reason is because you are a covenant person. And when God will bring you out, he will bring you out because of the blood. We must always remember the blood of Jesus. That that's where the power lies. The blood of Jesus is the sign of the covenant that we have. You can read that in Exodus chapter 12 verse 13. It says, now the blood shall be a sign for you. What is the blood supposed to be for us? A sign for you. On the houses where you live. Where is your house? Right? It's your house. That's where you live. The blood of the covenant is a sign that you are a covenant person. In your house, every time. It's there. It says, now the blood shall be a sign for you. Now, this is the blood of Jesus. It's a sign for us on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you, on you, to destroy you when I strike the land. No matter what's going on. We must always remember the blood. And I'm going to come to 1 Corinthians chapter 5 later. But that the Bible says we must always celebrate, celebrate this feast of Passover. No matter what's going on in your life today. If things are really difficult and you are praying to God for a miracle. You are trusting God and you're beginning to see the sign. Now you have to celebrate this feast. The blood is a sign on your life that you are a covenant person. And as God moves, when he sees the blood, the plague will pass over you. If the plague was already on you, the the plague was in the wrong place and has to be lifted. It has to do with the blood. This is what brings us heaven on earth. The blood is the life of Christ himself. Pour that for us. We must believe this. You know, we have lost the understanding of the power of the blood because Christians don't talk too much about it anymore. But in time past, people just spoke about the blood all the time. 
There were miracles, just speaking on the blood, just calling on the blood of Jesus. People got deliverance. People got filled with the Holy Spirit. People got healed. Just talking about the blood of Jesus. It's the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood, notice what the blood did. The blood brought them out of Egypt. But none of the diseases of Egypt followed them. None of them. The blood brought them out. But notice what the blood did also. That was the final thing. Notice God said you must always do this. That was the establishment of the Passover feast. Always do this. And today the Passover feast is being replaced by the communion. Amen? (laughs) Every time is the blood. That's where our lives come from. The, none of the diseases of Egypt went with them. They left all of the diseases back there. No weakness. No pain. They didn't have to change their shoes. That would be mighty old shoes after you've been wearing a pair of shoes for 40 years. <laughs> Wow. But not only that, when the blood brings deliverance into your life, you lack nothing. When the blood finally works in your life, you lack nothing. In Psalm 105, verse 37, it tells us this He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among his tribes. When, God, when the blood is applied, no matter what's going on, even if you're having a difficulty financially, God will take care of them. If it's physical, God will take care of it. If it has to do with your relationships, God will take care of it. It's always through the blood, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When things are tough, celebrate the Passover and you receive your deliverance. I never knew, I never thought that the Bible talked about celebrating the feast of Passover in the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 through 8, it says, Therefore purge out the old living, that you may be a new lump. Since you truly are unleavened. You are truly unleavened. For indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Jesus was our Passover. So that means nothing can come on us that, was, uh, that God allowed on the Egyptians. We're free. He is our Passover. It says in verse 8, therefore let us keep the feast. Amen? Let us keep the feast. Not with old living, nor with the living of malice and wickedness, but with the unliving bread of sincerity and truth. So sincerity and truth. And depending on the blood of Jesus... And counting on the blood of Jesus for deliverance. This is there for us. 
When things get tough, and we've talked about the communion service here, when things get tough, put yourself together, call the family together. If need be, call on the blood of Jesus for your deliverance. If you have to take communion, do whatever you have to do, but keep the feast. And the Bible says we are truly on living. It's a true story, something that Jesus said to Nicodemus that's so crucial in our faith and has to do with the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, remember in John chapter 3. He said to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jew, a teacher, he didn't understand what Jesus was talking about with regards to being born again. And then Jesus told him, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man will be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. How was Jesus lifted up? He was lifted up on the cross. He was beaten before he was lifted up. His blood poured out from, the, from his body on the cross because of all the beatings and everything, the nails and all of that. And Jesus likened himself to a serpent. How do you figure that? He is the cure here on the cross for everything that the serpent can bring into your life. That's the devil. No matter what the enemy brings into your life, if we can see him on the cross and you can see his blood, you're free. Notice what happened in the Old Testament. As, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man will be lifted up. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Freedom is in there. But if you go into the Old Testament, what happened? The children of Israel left Egypt and they were in the wilderness. And then serpents came in, fiery serpents were told. And these fiery serpents were causing them so much trouble, bit them, and they had venom in them. Very potent uh, venom that caused their lives. What did they have to do? To be free from venom. This was something natural. Venom. Chemical. All they had to do. Was look for the, the fiery serpent. The bracing serpent. All they had to do was to look. Just look. They didn't have to read anything. They didn't have to recite anything. All they had to do was. Turn around and look. Now that means if someone was in the field and he is bit by a serpent and the venom begins to do its work in his body, will he be looking at the part that, uh, part of his body that was beaten? All he'd be doing is turning around to find where on earth is that bracing serpent, right? He doesn't care about the venom and what the venom is doing in his body. 
Somebody will yell, hey, you've just been bitten by a terrible, a huge serpent. You're going to die. He's looking, turning around and turn, looking, where is, he probably turned a few times, disoriented. But as soon as his eyes are set on the bracing serpent, amen, he feels his troubles are over. He's still feeling the pain of the venom going through his body. But he says to his fellow, don't worry. I'll be okay. My eyes are set on the serpent, the brazen serpent. I'm going to be fine. And Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man will be lifted up. Now, you don't have to see him with your physical eyes. But then you look with the eyes of your spirit. And you see him on the cross. You see the blood. That should bring you rest. Your troubles will be over. Jesus said if you look and you believe. God will take care of all of your troubles. As you look at him on the cross. And as you look in faith. And as you believe. At that same time. The blood of Jesus will be speaking better things into your life. Remember what it says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. And I alluded to this on Sunday. This is so important. When the blood is applied, then comes salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God. Once that blood is being applied, how do you apply the blood? Speak the blood by faith. Speak his name by faith. Now, it's so important. The name of Jesus is powerful, right? But when you speak the blood and his name, the blood of Jesus, and that's real power, you are speaking power into your life. Remember, you can't even come into God's presence without blood. Remember, the priest said, the Bible talks about the priest. You can't come into the holiest of all without blood. The blood is so important. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And then he says to us in uh, verse 11, And they overcame him, how? By the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. What's the testimony about? My eyes are already on the brazen serpent. I'm going to be fine. See? My eyes are fixed. You cannot distract that man for a minute when the venom is doing his work. You understand what I'm saying? You can scream and yell as I, he's not going to pay attention to you. My eyes are on that serpent. I'm going to be healed. But many times we allow other things to distract us. We allow other voices to distract us and we take our eyes off Jesus lifted up. In the Old Testament, what all they had was a brazen serpent lifted up. And that brought healing into their lives. Amen? Amen. Neutralize the venom. 
In the New Testament, we have Jesus lifted up. Jesus said in John chapter 6, all your father had, your fathers had in the wilderness was manna. Right? They ate manna and they drank from the spiritual rock. And they're all dead. But in the New Testament, I'm offering my blood. And I'm offering my body. This is the, that was of the earth, this is from heaven. If what was from the earth did help them, how much more that which is from heaven? The problem is we are not believing enough. Or we take our eyes off and we begin to listen to our feelings and what people are saying. And we begin to look at the circumstances and begin to draw, you know, draw the conclusions in our mind that this would not work. But the Bible tells us with God, all things are possible. They overcame him. That's the devil. He is the source of all difficulties. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Notice, not by the blood of the lamb alone, but by the word of their testimony. Testimony that God has come and God is freeing us. God gave a promise in uh, Zechariah chapter 9. And uh, I, I would like us to really zero in on that promise. And if you didn't get anything much out of this tonight, please get this. Because it's very important. God promised to restore, to restore double. Because of the blood. In Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11, it says, As for you also, because of the blood of the covenant. Because of what? Because of the blood of the covenant. I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Everyone says, I'm a prisoner of hope. Become a prisoner of hope. You know what that means? You're not going to give in. You're not going to give in. Many times we are forced to give in because of the things that we are going through. We, we do all the calculations in our head. Where is the money going, going to come from? What of the doctors are saying this? How is God going to do this for me? Maybe God has forgiven me. And some people even get, we're talking about on Sunday, they get offended with God if they truly believe in God. God says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Because of the blood of the covenant, God says, I will restore double to you. So whatever the enemy is taking out of your life, whatever he is stolen from you, God will restore double. If he's stolen part of your strength, 
The God is saying, because of the blood of the covenant, I will restore double. If he's stolen your finances, God is saying, because of the blood of the covenant, I will restore double. You are a prisoner of hope. We were once without hope and without God in the world, but no longer, no more. We are now with God and with hope in the world. And God says, because of the blood of the covenant, the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel, it says it will restore double to us. I know that many of us, including myself, we're going through a lot of time things right now in our lives. Everyone is going through something. Everyone needs deliverance in a certain area. Everyone. What I'm dealing with may be different from yours. In some areas of our life, we are in summer and spring. And in other areas, we are experiencing winter. And nothing makes sense. But the blood is still speaking. The blood is still speaking. The blood has been speaking since 2,000 years. And it's been speaking double into our lives. We need to spend time with the Lord. If I have to plead the blood of Jesus when I don't know what else to say, I'm going to be doing that. I mean, if I have to take communion, I'll take the communion. Whatever I need to do. But I do know... There is power in the blood. The blood has opened up heaven for us. This is the life of Jesus that God has given to us. And I'll hold on to that. It's all because of the blood. Would you stand up with me tonight? And let us begin to enjoy some heaven on earth. Because God has made that available to us. I came that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Whatever the area might be. Sometimes the most difficult area is understanding. Understanding the word of God. Understanding the will of God. My constant prayer for our church these days is that God will give us that spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. So that when you take a hold of scripture, you understand it. It ministers to your situation. And it brings deliverance to you. Would you raise your hand today and and declare to the Lord that you are a prisoner of hope. You are a prisoner of hope. Hope has taken you captive. You cannot get away from hope. You have hope. Hope. Hope in that area of your life where the enemy is trying to deprive you of all the blessings that God has made available to you. God is saying tonight, he will restore double. The Spirit of God is saying, I will restore double. In that area where you have been assaulted, where the devil has sought to bring shame into your life, God is saying, because of the blood of the covenant, I will restore double. And I declare to you tonight, the Bible says today, God is declaring to you, I will restore double to you. And we have to receive it by faith. These days I tell the Lord, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Yeah. 
Lord, I believe. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we know that you will not lie to us. We cannot be cast down. We cannot be destroyed. Because you are in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Father. We receive from your blood today the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are our hiding place. You are our fortress. You are our shepherd. We thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. And most of all, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the blood that was shed for us. The blood of our redemption. Thank you, Father. We receive double from you tonight. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Thank you, David. (laughs) 